Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else, for each one should carry his own load. Anyone who receives instruction in the word must share all good things with his instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Amen. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be with you this morning. I'm sorry that I can't be there in person uh, today. If you're watching this online, you probably wouldn't notice too much difference. But if you are there in the church, unfortunately, you'll have to watch me on the screen today. Um, all is well. We're just self-isolating here at the manse uh, due to Alistair having a positive COVID test. Uh, Anna, myself and John are absolutely uh, fine. We've tested uh, negative, but obviously with self-isolation rules and self-isolating with Alistair. And so I can't be with you in the church today. So uh, apologies for the virtual sermon uh, today, but uh, it just is what it is at the moment. Uh, these are the days that we are living in. Uh, I'm very grateful to Stephen for leading the service from the church today. Now, this morning, we're going to continue our series looking at Galatians as we head towards the end of this letter that Paul has written. And we're moving today into chapter six. And God willing, we will finish this letter next Sunday morning. Now, over the last couple of weeks from Galatians and from the book of Romans that we looked at in our early service last week, uh, we've been thinking about life in the spirit. And the fact that when we become a Christian, then the Holy Spirit lives within us and changes us. He changes us so that we're molded from the inside out into the likeness of Christ. And we begin to desire to do what God wants us to do rather than what we would desire to do in and of ourselves in the flesh. Now, today's passage uh, Galatians 6, 1 to 10 is, is not an easy passage. Uh, there's kind of lots of disparate parts uh, to it, uh, but they are important in terms of practical Christian living in the spirit and what we should do as Christians. And so Paul is really developing this theme of how to live in the spirit. And so what Paul is doing here is really he's giving some practical advice as to how to live out a Christian life in the spirit. So with these introductory thoughts, let's have a think about this passage this morning. 
Now, the third first thing I want to look at from this passage to this morning is found in the first couple of verses. And really the theme in these first couple of verses in Galatians 6 is that spiritual people should bear one another's burdens. Spiritual people should bear one another another's burdens. In the first verse there, we see Paul saying, brothers and sisters, if someone who is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. And so the idea here is that if you're living by the Spirit, that we are to help our brothers and sisters. And therefore, if someone within the church family, another Christian, finds himself caught in sin, then we are to help uh, restore them gently. We're not just to, to point the finger and condemn them and say, look, you shouldn't be shouldn't be doing that. It's about restoring them gently so they're in the right place uh, with God. Now, there's something really important here because remember last week we thought about, or last couple of weeks, we've been thinking about life in the spirit. And we're thinking about the spirit dwelling within and how our desires change of course, that process, that process of sanctification, that whole process of living by the Spirit won't be complete until either we enter glory or Jesus returns again in glory. Uh, that won't be complete. And like, we're not perfect now. We still struggle as Christians with sin. So that is made very clear in this, in this first verse. But if someone is struggling with sin... We are to try and help them and to restore them back to the place where they should be, back in the fellowship of believers. But we have to be careful. We have to be careful as we we help others uh, that we ourselves are not uh, tempted, uh, that we ourselves are not uh, pulled away. And that can happen. It's a very practical advice that Paul uh, is giving here. Uh, If someone is is doing something and we know it's wrong, and we kind of try to, to help them, but then we get dragged into it too. Uh, and Paul is saying we need to be very careful uh, in that situation. Think of Adam and Eve in the garden, for example. Eve uh, spoke with the servant. serpent. It was Eve who took the apple, first of all, and she ended up dragging Adam uh, into that. Now, Adam was as culpable as, as Eve was, uh, clearly, uh, but that's often what can, uh, what can happen. Uh, So the first thing uh, is that we need to to restore one another. We need to help one another and restore each other uh, to the fellowship uh, through the Holy Spirit. And we do that gently. Uh, We're not to uh, be um, condemning of others, uh, but we are to be a people who who love one another. Remember, the whole thing here is about loving uh, one another. That's what Paul said uh, in chapter Uh, five, that when we live by the Spirit, uh, then the law that we live by, the law of Christ, is loving your neighbor as yourself. So the first thing we are to do then uh, is to to help one another, uh, to look out for one another, and to be able to help each other, especially in the realm of sin. Now, the second thing uh, I want just to think about from verse uh, two there is about burdens. Uh, Paul says in verse two, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is linked to uh, verse one clearly. 
And it's really the idea you can see, if I can just move my head here, uh, you can see this man behind me looks uh, clearly uh, burdened down. We don't know what's going on exactly uh, in his life. And sometimes we feel like that in our lives, don't we? We're burdened down uh, by sin. Uh, we are struggling. But the joy of being part of the fellowship, the joy of being part of the church, and why we can't be Christians on our own is that we can carry each other's burdens. We can love one another and we can inspire one another uh, on this journey of faith. And so in these first two verses, we see that spiritual people should bear one another's uh, burdens. That was what we're called to do as Christians and as the church. And just as a practical thing here, you know, it's really important that we do this within the church family, that we look out for one another, that we care for one another. If someone is sinning and we don't just ignore that or put it to one side, rather we try to gently restore them, bring them back uh, to the body of faith uh, once more. So spiritual people should bear one another's burdens. The next thing that we see in this passage today, we really see in verses three through to five. And it deals with the whole area and the whole problem of pride. I love this picture uh, behind me uh, that you see. It's of a little kitten, a little cat uh, looking into the mirror. And what does the cat see? And when it looks in the mirror, it sees a massive lion. And sometimes we can be guilty of that in our lives, can't we? That uh, we can look into the mirror and we can think that we are more uh, than we actually truly are. And throughout this letter, Paul has been uh, speaking to the Galatians about pride. And remember, of course, he's, he's writing to the Galatians uh, against those who are saying that they need to keep the law, that they need to you know, try and earn their salvation. And Paul has been saying all the way through, look, this isn't about you. You cannot earn your salvation. Jesus has given you salvation by dying on the cross. As he says later on in chapter six, just right at the end of the passage, uh, Paul says, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, uh, we have to be humble. We have to recognize uh, who we are. And that's what Paul deals with in verses three to five. If anyone thinks they are something when they're not, then they deceive themselves. They're a bit like that cat, that kitten, looking in the mirror and seeing uh, a great uh, lion. And so Paul is speaking about uh, our pride there, that we ought not to be filled uh, with pride, but rather we ought to look towards uh, Jesus. But then Paul moves this on in verses four and five. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone uh, without comparing themselves to someone else. For each should each one should carry their own load. Now, what, what does all that mean? You know, and why, why does Paul say in verse five, each one should carry their own load when he says in verse two, carry each other's burdens? What's this about? Well, in verse two, we're talking about, you know, helping each other, loving one another in the fellowship, especially in the area of sin. But just because we help each other in that area, it doesn't mean that we aren't 
personally responsible for our own actions. That's what Paul is uh, saying. In the final analysis, each person is responsible before God. We're individually responsible and accountable to God. So what Paul is really saying in verse 4, especially there, is we need to to test our actions, everything that we do. And we ought to have a clear uh, conscience before the Lord that we're doing the right thing. Uh, And therefore, as Paul says, we can take pride Uh, We can take pride in ourselves alone without comparing ourselves uh, to other people. It's not about what other people do. It's about where we are uh, before God and making sure we do things uh, correctly uh, in his sight. So these verses here are really about personal uh, responsibility and accountability uh, to the Lord. Yes, we help with other people's burdens. We see that in verse two, but we're all called to be accountable, personally accountable, to carry our own load uh, before the Lord. So we've seen that spiritual people should bear one another's burdens. We've seen the problem of pride in verses 3 to 5. And in verse 6 there is just a very short thing about uh, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their uh, instructor. And probably what's going on there is... Um, Paul is speaking about uh, those who are uh, teaching the word of God uh, should receive uh, financial support. That's really what Paul is kind of uh, pointing out towards uh, there. But then in verses 7 to 10, uh, what I want you to see is that spiritual people are accountable uh, to God. Spiritual people are accountable uh, to God. And he uses something that is quite familiar uh, from the Gospels. He talks about uh, reaping and sowing. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Uh, A man reaps what he sows. Uh, Behind me here, you'll see uh, some lovely fields. I don't think it's West Kilbride. Uh, I think it's somewhere else. Um, But obviously, um, in the springtime, uh, seed is sown. And um, if you're Uh, sowing a certain type of crop, you don't expect other seed uh, to come up. You reap what you sow. So if you've um, sown wheat, uh, you expect there to be uh, wheat that that grows. If you uh, have sown potatoes, you expect potatoes uh, to be what uh, is produced. You don't expect carrots or turnips or uh, anything like that, do we? We reap what we sow. And therefore, What Paul is saying here is, if you're living to to please your flesh, then that will reap destruction. That is the wrong way uh, to go. But if you sow to please the Spirit, if you live uh, life through the Spirit, in step with the Spirit, we will reap eternal life. He says that in verse uh, 8. And so Paul says in verse 9, let's not become weary in doing good, For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Sometimes it is difficult to be a Christian. It's difficult to live out a Christian life. It's difficult to to keep going, especially in a world where uh, everyone else is all about materialism and, you know, new houses, new cars, you know, getting up on the the career ladder. Uh, Whereas for a Christian, what's it about? Well, Christian life is living out your life for the glory of God. It's about serving uh, one another. It's about loving our neighbours, loving our enemies, loving our community. 
It's about all of these things that others too might come into the kingdom. But it can be hard at times. It can be hard being uh, salt and light in a needy uh, world. Uh, and so Paul says, let's not become weary in doing good. Let's do it because we see what the end goal is, uh, that it is eternal life. When you sow seed, it takes time, doesn't it? One of the things that's really popular to uh, grow with children is cress. And the reason that it's so popular and you put your cress seed, you just put them on a damp um, paper towel. Uh, the reason that cress is so popular is because it grows so quickly. And so after a few days, you can see it sprouting. And, you know, by the end of a week, it's almost fully grown. Whereas when you use some other seeds, sometimes you put them with children in the ground and, you know, a week later, the children are like, well, where is it? You know, it's not even there. Nothing, not, no sign of anything. It takes time, doesn't it? And it's the same in our own lives. Sometimes we we sow what we think is a good seed. We're trying to live out our lives uh, for God. Uh, and yet it takes time, doesn't it? It takes time for us to be molded into the likeness of Christ. And it takes time uh, for us to, to reach that place. Uh, where uh, we will um, reap uh, eternal life and being with God uh, forever and ever. But it is worth it. That's Paul's point. It is worth it uh, when you're living uh, the Christian life. What does Paul finish with? Well, he says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. As we have opportunity, Let's do good to all people. So this morning, as we conclude, I just want us to think about that last verse. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. What opportunities do we have in our own lives to serve others? To serve them because Christ has served us. He is the servant king. He is the one who showed the way. He is the one who died on the cross at Calvary. Because he has done that for us, we too are called to serve others. And note that Paul says, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Now, in some ways you might think, well, that's just keeping it in the family. Why, why should that be? But when we believe in Jesus, then we become part of one big family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are family. And therefore, we are to look out uh, for one another. So I want us to think through these things this morning. Spiritual people should bear one another's burdens. We need to restore uh, those who are struggling with sin, and we do it gently. We need to to love uh, one another uh, and to to carry each other's uh, burdens when we can do that. Secondly, we have the the problem of, of pride in our lives that so often we uh, we want to earn our salvation. So often we think more highly of ourselves than we ought. But we ought to realize that each one of us uh, is responsible for our own individual actions uh, before uh, the Lord. And that comes out very clearly uh, in those last few verses uh, where it says a man reaps what he sows. What are we sowing in our life? Are we living by the flesh or are we living by the spirit? 
If we're living by the Spirit, we ought to be the kind of people who are looking out for our brothers and sisters, who if they see them and, you know, struggling with sin, will try to, to restore them, who will do good to them, who will love them, who will care for them. Is that not what we long for in the church? Is that not what we long for in the church here in West Cobride? That we serve one another and that we do good, that we help one another, support one another, whilst also looking out for our own souls and making sure we are right with God. And as we look out for one another, as we love one another, that love spills out into our community, that others too might come into the kingdom of God. So I hope you find encouragement uh, from this passage this morning. Let's be the people that God has called us to be. Let's live by the Spirit. Let's walk and step with the Spirit as God has called us to do. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Loving Lord God, we thank you for your word to us this day. We recognize that sin is still here in the world and often we uh, still struggle with it, uh, as our brothers and sisters do too. And Father, uh, we pray that we would be bold enough to look out for our brothers and sisters if they are struggling with sin and that you would help us to reach out to them, to restore them uh, gently, not to condemn them, but to restore them, that they too might come back uh, to you, that they too might come to know grace and peace. We thank you that uh, as a fellowship together, as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can carry each other's burdens if we are struggling. But Father, we also recognize that we are called to carry our own load in terms of what we are before you. We pray, Lord God, that we would be people of integrity who see ourselves as we truly are, uh, that we would be humble uh, before you and we would be people who serve you in our actions and in our attitudes. So loving Lord God, help us to take every opportunity to do good as you have called us to do, to serve our brothers and sisters in Christ, to serve our neighbours, to serve our friends in our community, to show your love because of the love that you have shown to us. So Father, speak to us through your word today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.